What makes a birthday great for you? Oh, lots of friends and family. Oh, just hanging around some good friends, family. It's, it's going to sound ironic because it's just us here, but actually, it's it's actually you get a, you get to a stage where it doesn't it doesn't really matter about presents and material stuff, right? That's like when you're a kid. It's actually when all your friends come around, you can actually just celebrate the time because time's so precious. Yeah. So that's the thing. So everyone can actually take the time off and actually like this this geezer here, busy man, busy man. <laughs> So that, that's really what it's about. It's actually yeah. like people are willing to spend their time on a beautiful day like this to actually come and see you. Which is cool, man. It's fucking cool, right? So that's it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Hello and welcome to Happy Birthday, the podcast. It's a podcast all about birthdays. And today we're talking about a subject very near and dear to my heart. My name's Joe Power and... I am the founder of greeting card company Things by Bean, and today we're talking about freaking birthday cards. And my name's Jeremy, and I'm a freaking enthusiast <laughs> of Things by Bean's greeting cards. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. I've actually been really nervous for this episode because I'm like, just because I make greeting cards, I don't think I'm an expert on greeting cards, so I feel like the pressure's on. Oh, that's not how I see things. Okay, good. You're an expert, <laughs> and I'm going to hold you accountable for everything. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say that the way you see it, I'm not an expert, I'm a fraud, and you're going to cut me down to size. Hell no. <laughs> I'm going to be pummeling you for every little bit of detail you know about birthday cards. Oh my god. So I had, I had every reason to be scared for this episode. Yeah. My heart's actually pounding faster. I want you to feel it. It's like... <laughs> Okay. The only reason why I say that is because I think birthday cards, greeting cards in the broader category, have changed and evolved so much now. And they're so, much. so incredibly involved. And, and I like kind of where it's going now because I think through all the deluge and saturation, we're getting some really nice boutique and kind of original greeting cards and birthday cards coming out. Yeah, it's kind of a renaissance. Like there's the Hallmark era, which we can get into the history more. Yeah. But yeah, it's interesting. They've evolved a lot. I thought I'd kick things off with um, something that takes the pressure off me, just to ease into it. <laughs> um, birthday news. Doo -doo 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 -doo. This bit of birthday news is actually about a greeting card, which is relevant. But first of all, I wanted to say that, so I read a lot of birthday news these days, and there's way too many stabbings happening at birthday parties. There's all these stories that pop up about people getting stabbed at birthday parties. There was one in Melbourne just like very recently. Birthday stabbings. Yeah, it's maybe awful. it's a tradition. Like maybe you and oh we looked, were looking over birthday bumpings and spankings and we, we forgot to find the, stabbing. the birthday shank. <laughs> the birthday shank. Instead of a birthday spanking, a birthday shanking. Little birthday shanking. <laughs> okay, well, so I'm not going to go into any of the stabbings because that's a little too dark for these this episode. Oh, it's not about but, birthday um, stabbings. So no, it's not. I'm sorry, sorry to disappoint kids. everybody. But this is about a greeting card. So there are these two men in Kansas in the U.S., that have been giving each other the same birthday card back and forth for 50 years. So it started in 1967 when Daryl Schooler bought a birthday card for his brother-in-law, Larry Stover, which Stover is my former last name, actually, before I got married and took my awesome current name. So when Daryl's birthday rolled around, he got the same card in the mail from his brother-in-law and he immediately recognized it as that card. And so it kickstarted this grand tradition of just sending the same exact card back and forth each year. And each year they would write a message for that year and put a date on it. Eventually they ran out of room in the card, of course. 
And so they just started taping bits of paper to the card <laughs> and um, using the back and the front. So it's just, it's full. This is 50 years, two birthdays a year. And they're, um, yeah, they still, they're still doing it. So this news article was about um, how it was the 50th year they'd been doing it. Oh, Cute. That's really sweet. Yeah, I like that story. Feel good. So let's get into it. What are your thoughts? Do you like birthday cards? Do you give them? Do you get them? Yeah, like there's this theme with me, like who just likes to kind of reduce and simplify everything. And uh, for a while it was like birthday cards are just a... Uh, the way I was experiencing them is that they were just kind of a, an obligatory thing attached so, you know, a part of the birthday repertoire, get your wrapping paper, get your card, um, you get your little uh, birthday acknowledgement and your present. Um, and so for me, I was like, eh, I don't need to worry about that. I just will get a little, I'll just write it onto the thing or sort of find other ways to do it. Like on the wrapping paper? Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then um, I've dated people who have really been into birthday cards and they put so much thought and care and consideration to them. And I think through that, I kind of... As much as I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. I don't believe in birthday cards. <laughs> um, I really appreciated it. And it probably, I think, looking back now, influenced the way I would think about birthday cards and probably did shape my values. And I kind of like look at birthday cards and I'm like, oh, that'd be so good for so-and-so. Yeah. Um, but then, and to be honest, and this is just not flattering you because you're my co-host, <laughs> but when I came across your birthday cards, I was actually really refreshed and, and kind of enthralled by the different take on it. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, And I Jerry. really appreciated the the play and the cheekiness, and um, but it was still kind of really endearing at the same time. And so for me, that was like, that's exactly how I'd like to express it. And, I, you know, like when you get a nice card and you can have a little chuckle to yourself and you can share a little bit of a joke, I think that's kind of a bit more endearing. Yeah, exactly. Like whenever, so I make cards, obviously, but I also collect, I have heaps of greeting cards that I just collected from around the world because mm. I freaking love greeting cards. And yeah, I think when I, when I pick out a card for someone... It's always in some way a reference to an in-joke that we have mm. or, you know, just something that I think we'll specifically share, some aspect of our sense of humor that we share. And some people think that cards kind of saves them from having to think of something to say because the card says it for them. But I actually think it's a way to make a gift more personalized, like another added layer on top of picking them out a gift, another layer of, I thought you would like this and I put some time mm. into picking it out. And I think if you think about all the cards you've gotten over years growing up, and I can remember, I don't know, I've got a whole bunch of images that pop in my mind right now. They've all been a mixed bag and some of them you're like, oh yeah, it's just something they found. But each card represents the personality of the person that's given it to you. So their version of how they think of you. And so you're kind of getting this weird, yeah. like that's their personality of how they think about me. I've come to appreciate them a lot more now. And which makes complete sense because I'm all for like writing and kind of sharing how I feel about somebody. So why the hell wouldn't I be into greeting cards? Yeah. Maybe you'd just be into like a blank white piece of paper folded in half with your message written inside. True. I could do that. <laughs> You're onto just, something. Yeah. Oh shit. I just lost myself some sales, didn't I? <laughs> my new uh, greeting card company, Juma. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I thought you were going to say my new greeting card company, blank pieces of paper. <laughs> <laughs> and so coming into this episode, I was a bit wary of uh, co-hosting this with somebody who's been considerably more involved in greeting cards than I have. But it's, it's always interesting to see how projects emerge from people and, and why they've emerged and how they got onto it in the first place. Why was that? Why like greeting cards in particular? Like, was there something that you were kind of really despondent with at the time? and Or um, is it just something you kind of naturally were doing anyway and just sort of grew from there? My whole life I've made my own greeting cards. So as a kid, I would make my own greeting cards to family members, which I think a lot of kids did. So that's not really that special. But I guess I just kept doing it. So for instance, in high school, I remember um, I would, 
So I would have a calendar, like I printed out this calendar of really obscure national days. So for instance, like clams on the half shell day. It's like a real day or um, corn on the cob day, like real obscure days. So I had a calendar. I think it was my senior year, so 12th grade. I got into the habit of, so I had a free period like in the afternoon. So I would spend some of that free period hand drawing a greeting card, like a little picture, for instance, for corn on the cob day of some corn on the cob situation. And you know, I'd write like happy corn on the cob day and then a little like one liner about <laughs> corn that I thought was hilarious. And then inside I would just, you know, write from anonymous. So I'd go up to the top level of my high school and I'd slip it under the door of this teacher that was just like this giant moustached redneck hunter man. And he had this gruff voice and he would just sometimes look up during class and go, Stover, you're an idiot. And my last name was Stover. <laughs> and then just go back to what he's doing. So we had this like love-hate relationship. So I would slip under the door and then I would just bolt. Like I would run. One time I even fell down a flight of stairs because I was running so fast to get away. Because I didn't want Mr. Breach to catch me because I was just terrified of him. But I kept doing this. Like I just kept sleeping these cards under his door. And I realized that maybe I had a talent for making greeting cards because I would... They were pretty funny. Like the little one-liners I would come up with, I thought were pretty cool. Um, And so then, yeah, I just kept making my own cards like that until about five, five and a half years ago now. When I realized that I had a notebook almost full of like one-liners that I knew I wanted to put on greeting cards, but I hadn't put on greeting cards. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I need to do something about this. Mm. I've got it. I've got to put these ideas out there. So mm-hmm. I started putting them on greeting cards and bringing them into shops and being like, mm. do, you, uh, do you want to stock my cards? <laughs> They're pretty cool. I think they'll sell pretty well. <laughs> and um, yeah, some shops took me up on it and they did sell well. So yeah. it became a business. Yeah. Yeah. So it was pretty much just needing to get the ideas out of my yeah. brain. And were you already illustrating in that particular style and aesthetic when they first came out? Or actually no the original cards were were text based weren't they just text and then two like a strip of color that's right because my my first idea was um, so my envelopes used to have a heart shaped window like cut out on the front Ah. like I had them custom made and so the idea was that that color strip would be at the bottom and then you'd see that color through the little heart cool so it was like a little puzzle I like that Um, but those envelopes are now gone unfortunately yeah I've just I've always really liked things to be perfect and like very clean lines yeah black line so yeah that's why all my cards are mostly very tidy and minimal but i'm just starting to branch out and try to be a little bit messier Ah, not so perfect (laughs) yeah yeah creativity has always been kind of bite-sized like i like writing really short stories like one to two Mm -hmm. pages Mm -hmm. i like doing little tiny sketches it's all bite-sized stuff which is actually really difficult and it's probably one of the hardest things I think a lot of creators might struggle with is doing smaller things and making it quite simple and not overstated because I think, I mean, I struggle with this a lot. I like to be verbose. And, uh, but it's nice to see something just really succinct, succinct and tight. Yeah. And um, yeah, everyone thinks, oh, that was pretty simple. I could have done that. But no, you couldn't because <laughs> you'd be doing it. It's um, hard to like not get too conceptual with that exactly. kind of thing. Because like sometimes I'll make a card, I'll have a great idea. Yeah. And then I'll put it down on, like I'll put it in an Illustrator and design it. And I'm like, whoa, that is way too conceptual. Like that, you can't get that in a second. Like yeah. you have to think about it. It's a little too meta or something. Ooh, I, <laughs> yeah. like the, I like the sound of this new card range coming out, the meta range. No, I've had a few like that and they don't sell well because they take a little bit too much 
like it just has to be conceptual but still very yeah. very succinct and okay. it, yeah sometimes they just don't work like i could show you, show you some <laughs> really weird greeting cards on my computer that yeah. i've designed that just they don't <laughs> they don't really work okay cool <laughs> i'll post some of the like weirdest ones that i've designed and not released that would be great even though i'm embarrassed to show anyone <laughs> i'll show people so i'm thinking about greeting cards and how kind of wonderfully they've evolved from these sort of little messages that we're sending to people and then you know printing technology has grown and then all of a sudden you can construct really elaborate cards pop-up cards you can have foils you have beautiful ornate illustrations musical die cut it the musical ones yeah and then that's sort of a gateway that digital age comes in and all of a sudden you've got e-cards you've got audio visual you've got rich media experiences you've got really horrible experiences and then i wonder where are we going next because we have augmented reality we have virtual reality i'm kind of excited to see where greetings cards from its original origins yeah. then emerges out into the new world in which we have much more possibilities so i know of a couple services that kind of combine e-cards and physical cards oh. because so e-cards i mean you receive a few every year probably but i think no one can argue that they're just not as good like you get yeah. one and you you would prefer to get a real card you just would mm. so i thought it was interesting that there's a couple services that combine the two one is called greetail and it's an app so what you do is you have a real piece of paper or you have to use white paper you handwrite a message out like happy birthday jerry love joe with a smiley face or whatever you want to do and then you use the app to scan the photo it's like mm. has a built-in scanner and then you pick out a card that you like from a gallery on the app it places that handwritten message inside the card and then that order gets sent to a printer the card gets printed with your handwritten message and sent for you so all you do is write it on a piece of paper scan it select a card submit it pay for it That's and then great. it gets sent there's another one called cardly which is similar but you don't actually handwrite you just choose from some um pre-done handwritten handwriting okay. but there's heaps so you can choose one that looks like yours so can you bespoke the content so you can just use their own handwriting. write whatever you want mm -hmm. and choose from the handwriting choose from a bunch of doodles like smiley faces mm -hmm. presents christmas trees fireworks okay. whatever um but the difference with cardly is that you choose from um, greeting card designs from greeting card designers around the world. So things by bean cards are actually on there as well. Uh, and so you can like, if you like my cards, but you just can't be bothered like buying one and doing the whole thing of writing in it, getting a stamp, going to the post office, whatever. Yeah. You can just pick it, write out what you want to say, and then that order will get sent to a printer in the UK, Australia, or the US and sent directly to your recipient. That's fantastic. And so it's like getting a handwritten card, but it's so much easier. I, I love, love it. I love that a lot. Brilliant. Great. Cool. Yeah. So I think that might be the future. Yeah. Yep. Cardly. Cardly. Duh. Shit. <laughs> Check Cardly.net. Check it out. And we'd like to thank our sponsors, Cardly, for. Uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if only we had sponsors. I really enjoyed interrogating and investigating the history of the green card. Yeah. Because there's so much there and it is so really much. a rich space. I just even love how it became such a big, stable part of uh, society from not just birthdays, but in all celebrations. And I'm going to take us on a little journey. Please do. If you do. don't mind, Joe. Oh, I don't mind. I'm buckled in. I want to go. So uh, the earlier origins of sort of recognizing uh, message exchanges, probably the precursor for a greeting card, was found in sort of ancient China and Egypt, where written New Year's wishes were exchanged. So around the 1400s is when greeting cards started to appear as, as a sort of phenomena, more oriented around Valentine's Day. 
because that was a bit more of a, a bigger event back then. It's like you're, so in 1415 was the sort of documentation of uh, Europeans who actually would sell and exchange handmade greeting cards, Christmas and um, Valentine seems to be a particular event that is noted. So I think, I don't know, maybe that was the extra romantic gesture of giving a card. Imagine in the early days of giving people Valentines, it would have been so sweet. <laughs> Your feelings in writing would have been really special and probably not something that would happen very often. Yeah. Whereas now Valentine's Day is really cheesy, so. Exactly. And especially in the 1400s, there wasn't any postal services or anything like that. So you couldn't actually send cards. Yeah. So it all be very much a local sort of affair. And so if you did get it, it'd be such a special occasion. So special. You'd keep that forever in your treasure box. News cards can be dated back to then as well. So news cards, definitely not something what we do anymore. In America, yes. Really? Not everybody. Like, it's not as big as Christmas cards, but you'll see a lot of New Year's cards um, out okay. in stores. Yeah. Like I've said, Americans just love getting cards. They do. So. I guess <laughs> celebrating in yeah. general is a good thing. Okay, so Valentine's and Christmas cards were the most popular cards coming into the 1700s. 1775, in the United States... But in then it was the United Colonies. They set up, they appoint a postmaster. They set up a sort of a postal service. So things are starting to kick in to uh, organization for the future promises of greeting cards okay. to get distributed. Now, greeting cards keep kicking along and becoming more of a tradition, but obviously are limited because they're handmade and I guess only really sort of beholden to, like we said in many other podcasts with a lot of birthday traditions, rich people who can afford to go out of the way and get cards. And um, at this point, they were actually uh, hiring artists and illustrators to Make also, one-off cards. Yeah, to, oh, to, to wow, draw yeah. cards and make them more bespoke and give it's them It's like commissioning an artwork. Exactly. So this is, these are where sort of the origins of birthday cards were. So I think that sort of comes really attractive to a lot of people when you can see these wonderful gifts that are very special. Then the 1800s are kicking through. Things are doing well. Birthday cards are becoming more widely celebrated and popular, but they're a bit restricted because only the rich can really afford it. And you can't really send them out for anywhere. So it's a bit hard to get them out. But then in 1840, the postage stamp was invented. The postage stamp. Changed the face of not only the posting world, but the green card world. Because now all of a sudden... You could send greeting cards everywhere. Um, so before the postage stamp was introduced, it was the sender that was paying the postage, right? It wasn't the... I mean, sorry, it was the receiver. So that you'd get a package or something and you would have to pay for it. Oh. The sender couldn't pay for it. It changed the way mail works a lot. Because you lot wouldn't want to be rude and send someone something and they'd be like, here, you pay for it. And so we get around to the mid-1800s, which has been... Well, this is what I'm dubbing it, the golden era of golden cards. Because this is at the point, printing technologies have sort of changed a bit, but the advent of the postal stamp has enabled people to get cards out to everybody. But then this is also the advent of manufacturers and a lot of ambitious printers now who would like to turn this into a bit of an industry and business. Um, And so this started to actually form. And this is when the actual um, greeting card industry came together. And they were mass produced and... Mass produced, yeah. 1843 is the first known Christmas card published in London. 1849, we've got publishers of Valentine cards and also the first establishment of publishing firms that specialize in elaborately decorated cards. And in 1866, we just got this emergence of all these sort of manufacturers and greeting card creators. So it really boomed. Like that's not a very boomed. big space of time for it to yeah. take off like that. So, and it keeps going. And then you come around the 1930s. That's when color printing processes were developed. And then all of a sudden, the industry just exploded from that point onwards because you could you had no restraints on what you could do yeah. with the cards. 
And so from that point onwards, I just, you know, the rest of the history, I think, because we have what we have today. It's really gone the distance. People have such an attachment to them. And it's hard to separate the attachment to greeting cards and the attachment to just like getting mail in general because people like studies show that people just love getting mail. Even though most of our mail these days is bills, people still get excited to check the mail. Kids get so excited to check the mail. It's like the treat of the lifetime if they get to go check the mail. I would say greeting cards are almost downright trendy right now. Yeah, right. I might just be saying that because I make them, (laughs) but I'm trying to plant the seed. (laughs) I would agree though, because if you think about, if I was thinking about where your stockists are and those type of stores that have really popped up everywhere, and then you think about weddings and you think about all these other sort of events that have been really kind of typically very traditional and doctrinized now just changing. People are reforming it and they're really challenging it and wanting to do it in a very unique way. I agree. And I think birthdays in particular and cards are no different in wanting to completely rechange the way that they're typically being used. That's a really brilliant way of putting it. Yeah, everyone's veering from the traditional and wanting, like you said, to put a unique spin on whatever it is. That's brilliant. Yeah. Maybe creating their own new traditions and new ideas that sort of reflect more about the values of where we are now. Yeah, and them as a person and the recipient as a person. And Exactly. Yep. And we're not constrained by anything anymore. Like, yeah. we've got full access. Like you described with Cardly, like, you can do anything you want yeah in that space but still have the aspects of card giving that people feel for some reason quite emotionally attached to like receiving something in the mail receiving a physical thing i was reading about how your brain responds to touch and so obviously receiving a paper card you're touching it it's tactile Mm. and that actually causes a response in your brain your fingertips have a lot of nerve endings Mm. they're one of the one of the areas on your body with the most nerve endings so it might not just be a matter of feeling special because someone thought of you it might actually be as well on top of that like a physical response to having a physical object it stimulates a response and actually a surprisingly large section of your brain when you touch something yeah. so it's actually maybe more profound than you realize having that object yeah. did you know that um for every e-card that's sent out 20 paper cards are sent according to statistics ah. i wanted to talk to my sister-in-law because she always sends um e-cards and I just wanted to know like what a what about them appealed to her but I didn't get the chance so mm. I'm gonna edit this out because it's pointless but <laughs> <laughs> you know who wouldn't want to receive a greeting card who? someone that suffers from papyrophobia there's someone with a fear of paper no really wouldn't that suck to be afraid of paper like not just afraid have a phobia of paper so you're a part of the industry of greeting cards yep do you have a bit of a, a sort of an idea of how big your industry is when i see the phrase greeting card industry i'm like oh yeah it's an industry because i never i mean i started things by being i didn't even think about money i had no no intention of doing it as a business to make money. I was just like, I have to get these ideas out there. I've got to do it. I started making them. And then it was in time I realized that it was potential to be a business and I could make money from it. So it's still weird to me that it is an industry. Mm. But yeah, it's got to be pretty big because I've seen stats about how many greeting cards a year people on average give. And it's pretty large. So I don't know how recent this these facts are. And I'll admit it's from Wikipedia. But in the United States, it's a $7 billion industry. billion greeting cards are bought each year with an average person sending 55 cards per year. Wow, so I saw a stat for Australians and that was 22 cards per year per Australian. And even that I thought was high. 55 per year. Mm. I mean, the population sizes, of course, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, And that's pretty big for Australia. I need to ask my mom how many she sends a year. She sends a lot. Did you know that 85% of all cards are bought by women? 
Oh, okay. So my like my customers are mostly women. Yeah. Yep. And does that impact your marketing at all? Or it has as of the last few months. So okay. I didn't. I used to have this thing. I really wanted to appeal to both men and women. Mm. Like I wanted men to be able to get involved and have my cards appeal to them and mm-hmm. be in on the fun. But yeah, I guess I've just recently accepted that. Yeah, women just buy more cards, mm. and so I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and not really yeah. worry about like appealing to everybody. Do you have any more um, stats and facts? about greeting cards well I think it's that time of the episode where I look into the uh, Guinness Book of Records we really need some like jingles I need to bring that xylophone in oh you totally should I'm doing it so there's some interesting categories for greeting card um, records things I never would have thought of like this one which is the most contributions to a greeting card what do you mean oh like so designers or the the, the most people that have signed and written a message to a greeting card April 4th, 2013, Robert Downey Jr., the actor, (laughs) the glorious man himself, um, was given a card at a premiere for Iron Man 3. And he was given a card that was signed by 5,339 fans. And I thought it was impressive. I'm like, wow, that's a really big dedication. But then, of course, a couple of weeks later, I'm like, nope. That was impressive, but not as impressive as... 13,288 people contributing to a card. How do they even, what are the logistics involved? Like imagine organizing that. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, this is my favorite one. The largest greeting card. Oh, I like this one. There's two of them. They're very close to each other. Okay. So what would be your guess? How about 10 kilometers by eight kilometers? 14 meters wide. 14 meters, okay, yep. And a 16 meter long card was crafted by students of um, a high school in India. Cool. The most birthday cards received. Most birthday cards received. What um, do you reckon? A million. Keep going. Three million. Keep going. Five million. Yes. Okay. From people in 36 different countries for this particular eight-year-old Shane Bernier who was in Otway. Yeah, incredible. That's awesome. What so an effort. Did they like, just want him to have a really special birthday like his yeah, parents? Yeah, um, so he had a terminal illness and so I oh. think everyone was really touched by it and so yeah. it just kind of gra- gained a bit of groundswell and then... Oh my God. Can you imagine how special he would have felt? Now you're talking about collections of greeting cards that you have. Yes. How many you got? Do you know? I haven't counted but I would estimate... It's not crazy. I'd probably say 40. 40. Collected from around the world, yeah. Okay, that's a modest size. 30 to 40, but yeah. yeah. It's definitely not 12,345 cards. <gasps> oh, I'm so jealous. Good for her. Yeah. That would be something awesome to hand down to um, your ancestors. That's not right. Descendants. <laughs> Pass it back up to your ancestors. <laughs> I think this has been a really pleasant episode to engage with and talk about. I think so too. I had fun. It ended up being fun, even though I was scared for it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And I could hear it. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to this episode. I hope you really enjoyed it. Anything else you'd like to contribute? No, I just want to say follow us on Instagram, Happy Birthday Podcast. Facebook, same. Website, same. And shoot us an email anytime. And for anyone out there (sighs) whose birthday it might be, a hip hip hooray to you. If it's your own birthday, don't feel sad. A hip hip hooray to you too. It's that day that comes just once a year. We are happy that you are still here. If you think you're getting old, well, honey, let the truth be. Have more fun. Kick up your
your heels, enjoy the ride, and let your God above just try. Now's the time when we all have to say, have a happy birthday. Celebrate and dance with all your might. Have a happy birthday. Laugh and sing and celebrate your life. You are full of love and grace. It pleases us to see your smiling face. To see you rise and be a star. We know that you'll go really far. This life is short and you have just been.